Many bands have come and gone in the history of rock and roll. Most fade into obscurity. But some persevere and continue to the level of legend. Ask any rock fan and they will admit that for better or worse, none have reached the level of the Beatles. The band lasted less than a decade, yet their impact on the music scene has yet to be replicated. Today, on Two Towns Over, we delve into the story that catapulted the Beatles from the plateau of legends into the uncharted realm of urban legend. Today, we look at the supposed death of Paul McCartney in 1966 and the subsequent actions of the remaining three Beatles to cover it up with a look-alike. Today, we explore the legend of Paul is Dead. Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and creepypastas to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. Join us as we discuss their origins and delve into the sometimes negative effects that these stories might create. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town we all know. The town where it happened to a friend of a friend. The town where mirrors become portals for vengeful spirits, and the call is coming from inside the house. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. So you've never actually like looked at the Beatles albums? Not physically. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess kind of past your time. Right. Well, I mean, I know, I, I know this cover. Well, yeah, I think everybody knows that cover. Well, but I, I don't, I don't, you know. Well, you're gonna learn it today. Because hi, everybody. I've seen this before, but I don't know. Yeah. About all the stuff that goes into this album. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Don. I'm not. I'm Ruben. Yeah. And welcome to Two Towns Over. We uh, have props today. Yeah, we have props, audio visuals that you <clears throat> won't see, but you'll hear. We should have recorded the intro again. Yeah, well, we'll do that at the end. Because you will. have to also do the uh, cold open or the intro to this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. No, here's the thing. I, I, I just wanted to, you know, we've done a few episodes now where we've talked about you know, the Slenderman stabbings. We talked about the the Phantom Killer of Texarkana. Mm. We talked about haunted towns and Corpswood Manor and things like that. And I just want to do something a little bit more light today. So today... You mean the town, the, the campfire tale that we did about the town uh, that was named after not the guy who founded it, <laughs> yes. who had mysterious incidences such as people dying of old age and <laughs> the woods... <laughs> That was Dudley Town, yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, I wanted to do something a little lighter. So today I figured that we would discuss the uh, the 1966 car accident and subsequent decapitation of Paul McCartney. I knew you, I knew it. 
Yeah. I this is the one I vaguely know about. Yeah, we're gonna do Paul is dead today. Something something Abbey Road something. Mm-hmm. Actually, everything after uh, Revolver. So Sergeant Pepper. Something something he's bare feet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to all that. So yeah, this will include uh, Sergeant Pepper, Yellow Submarine, um, The White Album, Magical Mystery Tour, and Abbey Road, and beyond. For context, I've got two um, albums in front of me. I've got Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Abbey Road. Those I, I, I got those specifically because, those, well, first of all, those are the only two I actually have, so that's more to the point. But those are the two album covers that have the most quote-unquote clues to them as to what happened. But we'll get into all that. So, uh, so we're going to discuss the legend first. Now, here's what I want you to do. Well, now I'll get to that. So the legend is that on September, uh, in September of well, now wait now, what do I, what do I, what do I do? You're going to listen for now, uh-huh. but I want you to hold that skeptical. Tone. Oh, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, hold it until we get to the point at the end where we actually start talking about is it real or not. I just want you with an open mind, just. Listen to the clues and take it all in. Can you do that, Ruben? Probably not. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to try. Listen, I'm a really skeptical person and I don't I don't believe in uh, psychicness or ghosts. No, there's no cognition or anything like that. There's nothing supernatural involved in this. Nothing. Tell me the legend first. OK, so Tim, give so- me the give me the rundown of like, what do people say okay. first? So September of 1969, a bizarre rumor started spreading across the world, although it seemed to have begun fo- been mainly focused in the United States. Um, the rumor was that Paul McCartney, the Beatles, had been killed in a car accident. And what's more, the, the rumor also cited that the remaining three Beatles, John, George, and Ringo, uh, decided to cover up McCartney's death, only revealing what happened through a series of clues hidden in the artwork of their albums and in the songs themselves, including some lyrics that had to be played backwards in order to be understood. That's it. Yeah. Hold your tongue, boy. So it's, Don't call me boy. <laughs> hold your tongue, sir. So as far-fetched as this seems, many people actually believed in this cover-up and spent countless hours examining the Beatles records for clues. Now, the story goes that in the early morning of November 9th, 1966, Paul, Mc- Paul and the other Beatles were in the recording studio when a heated argument broke out between Paul and at least one of the other Beatles. Uh, most conspiracies point to Ringo, but more on that later. Out of anger, Paul left the studio and drove off into the night in his Austin Martin, but never made it home. Now, the story claims that Paul crashed his car and was decapitated in the accident. So far, this is believable, if a somewhat dismal story. But here's where the story takes a turn from believable into the world of far-fetched and insane. Worried, he said it first, guys. <laughs> worried about the potential fallout and suicides among bereaved Beatles fans, the story goes. MI5, which is the British equivalent of the CIA, implored the three remaining Beatles. For context, guys, MI6 is the James Bond one. And the whole point of it being MI6 is that, like, it's the secret MI5, which is already like a secret CIA thing. It's like the super secret CIA. (laughs) It's like the CICIA. So the rumor goes that the MI5 implored the three remaining Beatles to replace Paul. Not with an entirely new person, but with an exact duplicate, one that was virtually indistinguishable from the other. Now, this issue was made easier by the fact that the Beatles had recently decided to stop touring altogether and become strictly a studio band. 
Therefore, the need to be seen up close and therefore be placed under possible scrutiny was eliminated. Now, this plan was never revealed to the general public, leaving John Lennon, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr with the unenviable task of not only losing a friend that they had known for over a decade, but not even and not even being able to mourn his loss. Because oh, I know where you're going with this. What Lonely Hearts Club thing? <laughs> so, because it was said that they were not even allowed to give Paul a proper funeral, instead John had to bury his body by himself in the vacant Liverpool lot known as Strawberry Fields. First of all, no, <laughs> I, I can't do it anymore, Don. Okay, <laughs> oh my God, I haven't even gotten to the clues yet, bro. I'm still reading you the legend, man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him right fucking now. Looking at who? Paul McCartney? Paul McGoddamn Cartney. No. According to the legend, that a- is... A- according to a bunch of idiots. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's... Okay. Now. Fucking wow. <laughs> according to the legend... Hi, alive man. You're dead. <laughs> according to the legend... The Beatles found their replacement in a man known as William Shears Campbell. Get the fuck out of town. Who would soon be re-Christian Billy Shears. Excuse me? Billy Shears. Now, the story goes that in 1965, William Campbell Shears entered and won a Beatles lookalike contest. Organized by Brian Epstein, who was looking for Beatles doubles just in case one of his boys got killed. Brian Epstein was the manager of the Beatles. So he was already planning for one of his boys to die and was just going to replace them, according to the legend. (laughs) Now, no winners were ever announced for this competition. After Paul was killed in 1966, Brian Epstein is said to have bribed police. Stop saying he was killed. (laughs) Can we at least say allegedly? (laughs) Well, in my script, killed is in quotation marks, but I can't. can't... The audience can't hear the quotation. (laughs) Quote, unquote, killed. There you go. Uh, Brian Epstein is said to have bribed police and journalists to keep the accident under wraps. Allegedly. Allegedly. He then persuaded the remaining Beatles to stay together. Stay together. That's not the one. Come together. I know. (laughs) I I know that. Um, And accept (laughs) Billy Shears as a replacement. Now, of course, Billy Shears was as equally talented, of course, uh, as his replacement. Um, he looked like him. He sounded like him. Mm-hmm. He, his mom knew him the same, <laughs> and he had the same hobbies and mannerisms. But it was a different person, yeah, totally. So, um, uh, because was, Paul was dead, he was equally as talented, charming, and witty as the original Paul. And although he was an American, so there you go. First of all, what? Yeah, he <sighs> just he he assumed quickly Paul's distinctive Liverpool accent. And with a little plastic surgery, he also assumed Paul's baby face good looks. Now, according to Paul is Dead theorists, Paul's death explains why the band stopped touring in 1966 and started growing a beard or beards, facial hair. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that um, a couple of years before this, they were all teenagers. (laughs) Boys unable to grow the hair of a man. Or a woman with high testosterone. We're not worried about it. But still, they were young. They couldn't do it. Now they can. But but it's because their friend died. And they needed to disguise the fact that he had, had been replaced by a plastic surgery man. Yes. 
Now this new that makes more sense. Yes, you're right. So now this new quote unquote fall F A U L faux Paul. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Turned out to be an even faux Paul is RuPaul's understudy. He turned out to be an even better musician than the original Paul. But the Beatles What? No way. But the Beatles, struck by their bad conscience, kept strewing their albums both orally and visually with a multitude of clues about what had happened. Now discerning Beatles fans would therefore know the truth. The man we know today as Sir Paul McCartney is actually Fall, who has done an outstanding impersonating job for twice the length of the original Paul's lifespan. Okay. Let me let me Go ahead. This is one like the Flat Earthers. This is a flat earth theory, but for, for the Beatles <laughs> is what this is. Is okay. You can prove that the earth is not flat. You and I can prove that doing simple experiments at home for like less than ten bucks or some shit. It's real easy. It's so simple. We can do it more expensively. And all the flat earth people, they do these experiments. They come up with, they do the scientific method. They're like, here's a hypothesis. Here, you, you prove that by trying to dis, by trying to prove its opposite, basically. So you're like, it's like in math. If you're, if you say like in math that this number times this number cannot equal this number, then to prove that you assume that it can and you say this number does equal this number, if that's true, Here's what would have to happen. And then when that doesn't balance, then you, you're you like, okay, so I have proven that this isn't, which means this must be, right? That's You can't do that to the satisfaction of a flat earther. You can't say, no, you've done the experiment. You funded it. You built it. You ran it. You found the results that we're saying. And yet you're saying that it's still a conspiracy, it's still flat, and it's wild. The, your models of the universe do not hold up even as well as ours, which, uh, spoiler alert, don't hold up great. They're really good, but they're still incomplete, right? So, like, the theory of relativity falls apart near quantum physics, and quantum physics falls apart near regular physics, right? Which is relativity. So the theories are incomplete. That's why they're not the laws of relativity and the laws of quantum mechanics. You cannot prove to the satisfaction of a person who believes that Paul McCartney is dead and has been replaced by an actor because of the things you just said, that they believe that he's an actor. They believe he had plastic surgery. They believe all these things and that he dedicated his life to this. And so they know that if they ask him, he's going to say, I'm not fucking dead. I'm Paul McCartney. You dumbasses. We could DNA test him against his family and be like, no, this has to be Paul McCartney. But that won't help because they're going to be like, no, no, no. We see that the earth is round, but it's flat because look at the albums. Look at them. Look at the hear the lyrics. Can't you hear it? He's dead, guys. We have to mourn him. They could look in strawberry fields and never fucking find them. It's like the dude who's supposedly buried in Dodger Stadium. Uh, uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. yeah. Which we might get to one day. We'll see. There's no... Yeah, it's fine. That one is actually more believable than this one. Because... But we haven't even Because that dude actually disappeared. <laughs> so, like, he could be dead. 
Who knows? All right. So how did this rumor get started? Most people point to October 17th, 1969. Also shrooms. It was a broadcast of Michigan's WKNR. When then-student Tom Zarsky called in and told the DJ Russ Gibb that he wanted to rap with him about Paul McCartney being dead. This is so the 60s. <laughs> now, years later, Zarsky would state that he had heard the rumors of Paul's demise and that there were clues hidden in the records and was merely calling the radio station to see if the stories were true. In other words, the legend predates October 12th, 1969. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Now, Zarsky told him to put on the Beatles' White Album and spin the number nine, number nine intro from Revolution 9 backwards. When Gibb tried to tried it on the air, he heard What am I supposed to be hearing? What does it sound like to you? <laughs> My ears don't work like that. Uh, I've never been able to hear those. So, supposedly, what is being said is the phrase, turn me on, dead man. Do it again. See, the problem with these is that that only works. So, turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. Let's let's see if we can do an experiment here. Thirty-five red men. Yeah. Try it. I also tried thirty-five or turn me on, Desmond. Yeah, it, it's it's it just has to sound close to that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that gets me, and again, we'll get to all of the debunking towards the end. But what is weird is that the phrase number nine mm-hmm. has three syllables, mm-hmm. but turn me on, dead man has five. Mm-hmm. That's kind of odd. I'm not saying it's true. I don't understand. Understand how it works. Oh, I I actually do, uh, vaguely. Okay. Not to the level of like a person who studies these things. But it turns out that our ears, it's because of the fact that there are sounds that we are making that we don't hear forwards because of how our brains like put stuff together. So there are like breaths and things that are happening going out mm-hmm. that are not happening backwards. So like the sound you are hearing being played backwards is still a guy saying number nine, mm-hmm. but you're not hearing the, you're now you're hearing the reverse of nine, nine. There's an end to that sound. So you're cut. So when you cut off your sound also matters. And when you start it, it's like, it's like a breath out, but in reverse. So you're still hearing the sound wave of an exhale, 
but in reverse. So your brain is like tricked into hearing extra syllables. It happens in music too. You hear notes in chords that are not there because your brain is filling in blanks. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. So when he played it backwards, he heard Turn Me On Dead Man. Now the clues kept coming. Supposedly at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, John says, I buried Paul. And I'm assuming we're going to hear that. I like the one better where it's, is it Aerosmith that uh, fucked a girl in the studio? Okay. That one was funny. Or there, or there's like a couple times where you can hear one of the Beatles go, fuck, right before or after a song is done. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, uh, Hey Jude. You can hear Paul say yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. Because he screwed up. Fucking hell. It's so great. Okay. Yeah, this might work. Now, this is supposed to be I Buried Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to hear the whole... I want... I see. I don't even recognize that part of the song. What song is this again? Strawberry Fields Forever. I mean, I guess. Okay. Wow. It does sound like that, but again, <laughs> yeah, there's so much shit going on, and I don't <clears throat> trust my own ears. So, like, okay. But again, we'll get to all that. Now it became a permanent part of Beatles lore, a totally fan-generated phenomenon that the band could only watch with amusement or exasperation. As Paul told Rolling Stone, I mean, it could also be like I'm 34. <laughs> Which, no, he would have been. He wouldn't have been. He would have been twenty-seven. Yeah. Um. So, as Paul told Rolling Stone, if this was Paul, someone from the office rang me up and said, "Look, Paul, you're dead." And I said, "Oh, I don't agree with that." <laughs> I agree with that. That's funny. <laughs> so, the earliest mention of the clues that we've been discussing and able to find in print so far is September seventeenth of nineteen sixty-nine edition of Drake University's Time Delphic, or Times Delphic which contains an article by a man named Tim Harper entitled, Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? Once again, Harper has stated in interviews that he was merely retelling what he had heard or been told about in the clues. Now, the story caught fire in the fall of 1969 when a staff writer for the Michigan Daily by the name of Fred Labore was assigned the task of reviewing the then newest album by the Beatles, Abbey Road, for the paper. Fred was listening to the broadcast on October 12th. He was so enthralled by what he heard that he immediately took all of his Beatles albums, lined them up on his desk, and began his article. But instead of writing a typical track-by-track review, he wrote an article that spawned a legend that is still going to this day with the headline, McCartney Dead, New Evidence Brought to Light. Boy, oh boy. Now, in this article, Labor related in detail how the accident had been covered up and a lookalike found to replace the dead musician. I have... One very important point about this, I think. Okay. Or an opinion, I suppose I should say. Um, These are the good kind of urban legends. Yeah. Because they are, it's verifiable that Paul McCartney is alive currently today in 2021. It's verifiable. We have the technology. We could do it. (laughs) But it would have been so simple back then even is to just, whenever this happened, Ask false Paul McCartney, quote, quote unquote, false Paul McCartney. Fall. Fuck him. <laughs> I, w- I will not say it. <laughs> that is a season and only in America even. It's spelled F-A-U-L. It, nope. Faul. 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 Well, technically Paul is supposed to be Paul. We just say Paul. But go ahead. It's actually supposed to be like Paolo. Who cares? Um... My point is, 
it's a good urban legend because no matter what, people basically combed through these recordings and were like, here are some things that I would like to be able to tell people that I heard. Mm -hmm. Let me match up these sounds in a way. You could probably do this with any album. Oh, I'm sure. Any album. As evidenced by the fact that so many of them have urban legends about how you're, you know, they like to smoke marijuana Mm -hmm. or they worship the devil or whatever. And it's like, if I wanted to be like, Oh, you know what would be funny is if I made a bunch of people think somebody was dead, but they're still alive, but then it went too far. (laughs) So like, this is all, it all sounds good. Like it sounds convincing. If you're just thinking about, like I'm saying, literally, the backwards parts, they sound convincing. If you tell me you're supposed to hear this, you can do the same thing with Laurel and Yanny. Yeah. You know? Or the Green Needle Brainstorm thing. Yeah. Any of those. But it's that's why it's so good, is because you can't convince somebody that that's what's happening rather than Paul McCartney being dead. Right. It's because they've accepted that Paul McCartney is dead. <laughs> so, uh, now, in the article... He, he reported this not as a rumor, but as if it was true fact. Mm-hmm. The mystery, the mysterious clues were held to be part of a strange and disturbing plot orchestrated by John Lennon, who had it in mind to found a new religion with himself as God and the reborn McCartney as a Christ-like figure at its side. What? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> According to Labor's article, the remaining Beatles were so racked with guilt as what at what had happened or what was happening that they began leaving clues both visual and oral for the diehard Beatle fans to decipher and he went on to list many clues for fans starting with of course with the cover of the Beatles latest album but we will get to that was that Abbey Road Abbey Road was the the last one Mm -hmm. but we're going to start with Sgt. Pepper so now we are actually going to get into that would be a great transition We are now actually going to get into the clues. So. You should keep me saying that that would be a great transition while you use Sgt. Pepper's to transition. That would be very <laughs> cool. So, the cover of the uh, Sgt. Pepper. Uh, it, these are the clues. I'm not saying that it's actually what it is. These are the clues. Once again, for people listening at home, I do have a physical copy of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles, the record version, mm-hmm. in my hand. And if anybody wants to play along, you know what the album cover looks like. Look it up on the internet. I just did it because I had the album to give it to Ruben so we can look closer. Props are fun. Yes, that you can't see. Now, the cover of the album, the front cover, is a representation of a funeral with what appears to be a freshly dug grave. So, along with a freshly covered grave, covered with flowers that spell the word Beatles. Is it a grave? These are the clues. That is a freshly dug grave with flowers spelling the Beatles or Beatles. Now, if you look to the left of that, there is a yellow left-handed guitar. Weird. Or to the right of it, I'm sorry. To the right. Yeah. A yellow left-handed guitar. Do you see it? On the ground? Oh, that's... Oh, made of flowers. Yeah, made of flowers. I'm sorry. So, now, something to keep in mind is that Paul was the only left-handed Beatle. Are we sure that's a left-handed guitar? Because from this angle, I guess it should... I guess it could be. I don't know. So, but if you look at that, that guitar closer and the flowers seem to spell the word Paul with a question mark. Where? Hey guys. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) Hey guys. Hey guys. 
No, they do not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying to see this one, Don. I I saw you trace it, so I'm going to do it too. Um, you said this looks like a P. Yeah. It doesn't. It looks more like a lowercase n. (laughs) Then we have something that is supposed to be an A, which is just a clump of flowers. Then we've got a U that is much, much bigger than the rest, but is clearly an O. (laughs) If, and then another, and then an L, which is actually just part of a big circle. So, if you cut up a circle made of flowers, you can get one part to look like an L and one part to look like a question mark. But if you put them together, they look like an L, uh, like a like a circle. It's hard to describe visually, but I'm not even agreeing that this is a guitar. It might be. You don't see the three strings on it? Guitars have six strings. I know, but a bass guitar only has four strings. Okay, now but, neither but, of those but, numbers but, is three. But... According to the legend, there were only three remaining beetles. So those three strings represent the three remaining beetles. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. But the only reason... So, like, I would be willing to believe that if it was an animation. So, like, when you're like, oh, they put shit in the Disney... They put sex in the Lion King, or they put a dick in the Little Mermaid's art cover or whatever... They did do those things. It's because artists get bored too. And they're adults. Sorry. But they have to hide it, so it looks a little weird. So you have to like look for it, whatever. The only problem here is that it the Beatles you can read clearly, and everything else is it's clear what it, the shape of it should be. Except for this thing, which I think is either like one of those onk symbols, or like you said, it might be a guitar. Well, there, there is actual proof that that is supposed to be a guitar. It was a last minute addition by one of the... That I can, I can yeah, believe that. That they just wanted to add it in there. So it is yeah. supposed to be a guitar. That I believe. Now. Just the angle's weird. But like, I just think that it doesn't also spell Paul <laughs> with a question mark. Okay. All right. So now the next clue is that John, George, and Ringo the ma- in the middle, uh-huh. they are all standing facing Paul. Can you agree with that? They are facing Paul. Can I agree with that, Don? Yeah. I mean, that depends on how, what you want to call facing. They are all turned towards Paul with well, Paul in the middle. Paul is in the middle, and they are all facing the line that Paul is facing. Right, but their bodies are turned towards Paul. No, their bodies are turned towards 45 degrees away from Paul, 45 <laughs> degrees away from Paul, and directly to camera. <laughs> I'm just giving you the clues. But yes, if I, if I wanted to... To get it, you know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to encourage a conspiracy theory, then I would say, yeah, they're 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 facing them. So now that, according to the theory, makes them the pallbearers. Get the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say some dumb shit, but that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> so now we're just gonna move on. Next to them, you can see wax figures of the original. Mop top versions of the Beatles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all of those. Are they? Is this a photograph? Yes. This is an actual photograph. Okay. So some of these are like cardboard cutouts. They're and all stuff? cardboard cutouts except for the Beatles. And themselves. then there's the wax. And then the wax figures. Of the okay. Beatles. So um, if you look, the Ringo of the wax figures is looking down as if sad, as if he is mourning a friend. No way. They've been making fun of Ringo since before this time. <laughs> so now on the right side of the cover, there is you. See, you can see a doll sitting on a chair. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there is a driving glove on the figure's lap that appears to have blood on it. A what? A driving glove. Oh, like a golf thing? Yeah, that looks like it has blood on it. It does look striped. And if you look closer, it's, it's like literally splattered with blood. No, I mean, I can see red, and I can see yellow, and I can see white. I can see there's a part that looks like it might be a splatter, but more parts that look like that was on purpose. Okay. Now, uh, there is also a toy car on the knee of the figure that if you magnify, which we're not going to do. Well, yeah, we can't. Um, looks like it has a red interior as if covered in blood. No, that I can tell you right here. That's from the sleeve of the doll. Okay. Now, this is where we are actually going to go to the the main screen over here. Uh-huh. The drum head. This, the main drum head. If you, um, when a mirror is held directly in the middle, where it says Lonely Hearts, okay? Directly in the middle, if you look over there, it spells out the number one. And then the letters O N E, so one one, and you got I X. He, with an arrow pointing up, or the number four. Okay, and then it says die D I E. You see that? Yeah. Okay. Now the arrow, which you say is the number four, is actually pointing at Paul. If you were to actually line it up with a real mirror, you would see that that arrow is pointing at Paul. So. So what they chose to do, instead of give him a real funeral in secret, is, on their album cover, make an ARG, alternate reality game. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, so look up letter reflections, guys. You can get him to say anything. Yeah. According to the clues, what that states is, um, is the date that Paul McCartney died, November 9th, 1966, one one. IX, 11, 9, he died, is what it's saying. Now, <laughs> going back to the actual album cover. Paul- hey, guys. <laughs> I just want to point something out. If you reflect an L, it looks like a 1, no matter what you do. If you reflect the word 1, O-N-E, it always looks like O-N-E, because when you bisect those letters, they are reflections of each other mathematically. As in, if you turn a circle upside down, it's still a goddamn circle. <laughs> so if you cut it in half and then finish it again, it looks like a circle still. <laughs> I love how angry you're getting about I'm this. I'm so mad about people. <laughs> because look, lonely is always going to look like, always, always going to look like one 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 x yeah because that's the only thing it can look like right so if i were to say this if i reflect the beatles there's a secret message (laughs) i just take the e that's still an e the a turns into kind of sort of an o the t looks kind of like an i then we got an i still got a b huh (laughs) p e O O I, boy, boy, <laughs> I, S, boy, I, S, boy, I, S, boy, I, S. <laughs> so it's always going to, so like when you reflect the Beatles back on itself, the only things that are going to change are the A and the T, because if you say that the L is lowercase mm-hmm. instead of having a thing, it's still an L. Yeah. 
So it would just be B O Liss. B O Liss. Okay. So, oh, hello. So sorry. Of the four main figures, the four actual Beatles in the picture, Paul is the only one holding a black instrument. All the rest of them are holding golden instruments. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Now. They don't actually make brass clarinets. Holy fuck, you assholes. But why did they give Paul the black clarinet? Maybe it's because of what he could play. <laughs> so. Maybe that's why. Um, Maybe that's because it's a mariachi-ass band, <laughs> and those are four traditional mariachi instruments. The only ones that aren't stringed, you fucking nerds. <laughs> if you look directly above Paul McCartney's head, there is an open hand. Okay, do you see it? Yeah. According to Middle Eastern religions, uh, Middle Eastern beliefs, an open hand over someone's head in a photo is a symbol of death. <sighs> this is before they got into the, all the Harry Carey stuff, guys. <laughs> It's right about the time. So, now, at the end of Sgt. Pepper, the song itself, if you want to flip it over and look at the lyrics, you can, but it's I don't need to. Um, I know the Beatles just as well as any of you. The song, and I'm not going to play it because, again, of copyright, but he says, may I introduce to you the one and only Billy Shears, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Okay? That was, according to the rumors, them introducing the real fake Paul. His real actual name. I'm sorry, but didn't you just tell me that Billy Shears wasn't his real actual name? It was Billy, Billy Shears Campbell, or William Shears Campbell. They called him Billy Shears. Okay, okay, okay. Now, if you open up the actual gatefold to the main picture. Okay, so they, so, stop, right there. So they made a song about a fake band, mm -hmm. and in the song about the fake band, Basically, the first boy band to parody themselves. <laughs> they introduced the real name of the f real fake Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I will never. <laughs> so you would rather waste breath to say fake Paul than just say fall. Yes. Okay. All right. Fine. Because fall is a season and also a verb. <laughs> All right. So if you open up the gatefold. To the picture of the Beatles. Nah, okay. Yeah, open it up. Do you see the patch on Paul's left arm? It says OP something. OPD. So, according uh, in England, in the Europe, OPD stands for officially pronounced dead, which is basically the equivalent of America's DOA. All right. So, that is believed that. What that does is that flag mean then? We'll get to that. We'll get to that with the answers. Because I got to tell you, none of this is convincing me even a little bit. Okay. Well, we're, we've only gotten, we haven't even gotten through the first album yet. There's other clues. So if you- Are there? Yeah. If you flip the thing over and look at the actual lyrics, you're going to, this is actually the first album. This is a little history. This is the first album to actually have the lyrics printed. Okay. And they actually decided to put the lyrics on the back of the album, which is no other, nothing's ever, but nobody else has ever done that. On the back cover, um, their decision to print the lyrics gave away uh, gave way for even more clues. In addition to Paul being the only one to have his back turned to the camera, once again separating himself from the others, if you look... I want you all to look up any boy band. 
from any period in history since boy bands happened. They all took these pictures. <laughs> all of them took these exact pictures. I just want y'all to know that. So if you look at George, you Wh- know who George which is? Which one is the George? George young George is. That's George. Okay. Now, if you look, he's pointing. You see, he's pointing. One, two, three, four. He's actually not. He's doing this. Whatever. That finger that is up is pointing at a lyric. That lyric is Wednesday morning at five o'clock. Okay. Mm, No. Wednesday morning at five o'clock is actually under his finger. He's actually pointing at and stops my mind from wondering where it will. Where will it go? Okay. Well, whatever. This is the clue, whether it's real or not. Just saying, guys. Wednesday. Okay, so according to the le- well, there's no according to legend. Actually, September or November 9th, 1966, the day that Paul McCartney was supposed to die, mm-hmm. was a Wednesday. So that was another clue. They were giving another clue that Paul was dead by pointing out that Wednesday morning at five o'clock, as the day begins, that was when Paul got into his accident and died. Why are you looking at me? I'm just telling you. I'm not saying it's true or not. Now. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad that people think these things. Now, finally, the song that is considered the Beatles' masterpiece, A Day in the Life. It is a good song. Yeah. John I Lennon, knew you were going to bring it up. John Lennon sings the lines, he blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. This was John informing the fans what had happened. Paul had crashed because he ran a traffic light. I thought that was a suicide lyric, but sure. <laughs> All right, so we are done with this. We're going to take away the bad bad things. We're going to take it away. So you, so Just to give me worse things? <laughs> well, at least for a few minutes, I don't have something for you to debunk. You'll just have to listen. Okay, fine. The cover of Magical Mystery Tour, which I guess I can show I you. I don't really debunk anything. I just present alternative, um, closer to Occam's Razor reasons you know what that's called it's not debunking i'm not good Are enough you gonna at debunk it to me debunk. On whether or not it's called debunking yes i have to i must <laughs> so this is the cover of magical mystery tour uh-huh with the beatles all posing in animal costumes indeed all right now on uh, the cover yeah they're dressed as a chicken a hippo a rabbit and a walrus all the animals have white costumes except the walrus who is dressed in black okay the walrus is posed in a crucifixion pose according to the legend Walrus is Greek for the word corpse. Get the no, it isn't. <laughs> it can't. There's an easy way to debunk that. Yeah, just Google it. <laughs> corpse. Yeah. Translate bat from you said Greek. Yeah. Let me see. There's Greek corpse. This is about to be funny as hell. Greek to English. No, no, no. I need translate. From English to Greek is what I need. Soma. Soma? Toma. Toma. Soma. That's what Greek. So. Toma. I hear walrus. It's like Yanni and Laurel. You hear Toma, I hear walrus. I hate you. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> now, magical mystery. Who tour- decided? That's why I'm mad. Who decided that? First of all, anybody can say some crazy shit like walrus is Greek for corpse. But who, what idiot believed that? (laughs) 
When have you ever heard a Greek word that sounds anything like walrus? I don't speak to Greek people. So That's a Germanic word. I know. I can't even. I don't even know if it's hero or gyro. Euro. Euro. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So imagine you're Fallout Boy and you have to say that word. Euro. <laughs> now, the album is where uh, the song uh, Strawberry Fields Forever appears, which we've already discussed. Good song. The uh, I Buried Paul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the Magical Mystery Tour movie, there was a movie. Um, there is a sequence to the song Your Mother Should Know where the four Beatles are dancing down a staircase. Also, what was the point of putting the... What's the point of doing the... Okay. Logically. What's the point of doing a cover-up if you're just going to put clues to it everywhere? Because they were told to do a cover-up. They didn't. They felt guilty about it, so they were putting clues out to their fans to say, hey, this is what's really going on. Sticking it to the man. You know, we're going to... What actually, was the threat then? That people would... That the fans would start committing suicide and it would be a mass hysteria because Paul had died. When has that ever happened? This was like the first... You got to think, the Beatles were the first boy band. All the psychosis you see for NSYNC, Backstreet Boys... They were the first famous boy band. Oh, yeah. They were the first world-famous boy band. There are plenty of other boy bands. Also, Japan has a real history of groups. If you look, the three three, there's John, George, and Ringo. If you look, they all have red flowers. Paul has a black flower. In the booklet... I'm going to look up NSYNC, and three out of the four of them have frosted tips, and one of them has black hair. What? <laughs> so, in the booklet that came with the album, there's another picture where Paul has a hand over his head in, this, in you know, the same beliefs. I feel like we're selectively deciding on Paul, but like there are enough differences in their costumes and poses between the four of them that we could probably do this for any one of the four of these men. <laughs> well, they chose Paul, and that's what we're talking about. Um, the Beatles logo on the cover. This one, I just understand it at all if you look where it says beetles upside down and you were to trace that this is gonna piss you off so badly yeah i can already tell and trace the stars no it forms a phone number no it doesn't supposedly if you called that phone number at five o'clock on wednesday morning you would get a cryptic message or even actually talk To Billy Shears himself. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, what number is an upside down T? One, I think. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that's true. Well, so yeah, the, if you turn it upside down. And, oh, I'm sorry. Turn it upside down and look in a mirror. What? Excuse me. <laughs> turn it upside down and look in a mirror. Who? Okay. <laughs> hey guys a drugged out boy band in the 60s the first boy band that ever got famous enough to get fucked up off drugs they were smart enough they had the presence of mind to make all these puzzles yes no (laughs) no 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 you have to know what the real world looks like and they were on too many psychedelics, guys. <laughs> so, according to the legend, if... As you... proven by the fact that one of these motherfuckers is wearing a walrus costume. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you giving up the fact that the others are wearing a chicken rhinoceros and a bunny rabbit? We're not even going to talk about them because they all look like <laughs> it looks like a cult. It looks like a sex thing. It's bad. So supposedly, when when a person dialed the number, they would receive information about Paul's death, or the person would be able to take a trip to Magical Beetle Mystery Island. Come take peyote or, with us on Magical Beetles Mystery Island. Or even actually speak to Paul in the hereafter. Let's wait. Wait. I have a joke about that. Okay. Because if I could find Paul McCartney's number, I could speak to him, him, him in the here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stories abound about the strange responses that callers receive from the party on the other end of the line. Now, most of the death clues on Magical Mystery Tour come from the song I Am the Walrus. Have you ever shoo boop doop shoo boop doop It's cuckoo-choo. Anyways. shoo boop doop shoo boop doop I am the Eggman. During the se- we are the walrus. During the sequence in the movie when they're actually performing I Am the Walrus. Da-ba-dee-da-ba-die. Okay. Um... That was a joke just for me. No one else will look like that. So the sequence in the movie, Paul is seen playing the song without his shoes. Oh no, what? Yeah. The shoes rest beside Ringo's bass drum and appear to be covered in blood. Do they? Yes. No. Well, on Ringo's bass drum, it appears to say three Beatles, supposedly alluding to the three remaining members. Top that bitch. How are you going to argue that? Bitch. Are we saying that this weird P symbol that's connected to that weird kanji, I want to say, maybe an Arabic letter is a three? It would be the, the area right there, that it says three. Well, then what's that lump on the other side of the three that's connected to the three? Uh, the heart, an upside down heart. It looks more like a child drew on it. Probably. Supposed to be child childlike. It says love. Does it? Love the three Beatles. Incorrect. L O V. I see the love now. And then right there. Okay, that is the the that's the Beatles. Beatles. So the Beatles. Can you magnify that at all? Because I can't. Because that thing is flipping between a two and a three for me. Oh, it's Pinterest. You can't. You just you can't. Sorry. I don't want that added to anything. Go away with your Pinterest bullshit. I think that's two hearts back to back, bro. I think that's a heart and then a heart. I'm sorry, you're wrong. That's the number three. It's not, though. <laughs> Why is that heart not connected? It's but only part of it. They are connected. They're, dude, no, I it's not draw that for you right now. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying I believe it. You I'm, are. No. Don, somehow. I'm playing the devil's advocate here. Devil don't need no damn advocate. <laughs> Now, in the song, during the cacophonous fade-out, have you ever heard I Am The Walrus? Yeah. Okay, you know how there's just like a bunch of noise at the end? Mm-hmm. Uh, snippets of King Lear, specifically the scene featuring the death of Oswald, can be heard in the mix, especially the phrase, Oh, untimely death. Also, a chant can be heard that supposedly, when played backwards, says Paul is dead, ha ha. So they felt so guilty that Paul is dead, ha ha. Was the clue they went with. Yes. And only backwards. Okay. So, see? We're getting there. The, the, we're not. <laughs> so, those are the Magical Mystery Tour. 
to lose. We are now heading into the White Album. Oh, boy. Now, um, I think you know what the White Album looks like. It's white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a white cover. Yeah, I do then. Okay. What are the clues, Don? Oh, we're getting there. So, white. Fuck off. First of all. (laughs) In Eastern cultures, white is the color of mourning. M-O-U-R-N-I-G. That's not true. I'm reading the clues. Okay. So, on the poster that came with the album, there are three pictures that supplied the searchers with clues. One shows Paul in a bathtub. So, this picture right here. That picture right there. Oh, sorry. I got to do the thing again. So, this picture here of Paul in a bathtub with only his head showing. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Many took this as a symbol of Paul's decapitation. I just want to just point out that we're looking at... What are these from? This is the White Album? Yeah. this was There was a poster in the White Album. So, four probably high young men with artistic personalities and a dramatic sense of presentation took some weird pictures. Cool. Just saying. Four men who tried to become famous and succeeded made weird shit. Just want y'all to just take that in. It's not gonna. Okay, but that picture right there Mm -hmm. is supposedly the only actual picture of William Campbell that is left. The original William Campbell, before plastic surgery turned him into Paul McCartney. You see, he wears glasses. Paul doesn't wear glasses. He has a mustache. Paul didn't have a mustache, except during Sgt. Pepper. This show constantly reminds me that we are we are moving exactly as fast as the slowest members of our society. And I can't find the other picture, but you wouldn't believe it anyways, because it shows Paul climbing onto like a... Uh, streetcar or something and you see what appears to be ghost hands behind him oh my god yeah so those were the three pictures but we're moving on in the song on the album don't pass me by it was written by ringo one of the only songs written by ringo mm-hmm. um the lyrics state i'm sorry that i doubted you i was so unfair you were in a car crash and you lost your hair were these lyrics referencing the fight between Paul and Ringo that forced Paul on that fateful night to leave? Angry? Was Ringo crying out? I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Angry. <laughs> Was Ringo trying crying out to Paul to forgive him from beyond the grave? Can't be. <laughs> on the song Glass Onion. Uh, John Serious clues on Glass Onion. Yeah. Well, John writes this lyric. Here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. And remember, walrus is Greek for corpse. So therefore, John Lennon was saying, Paul was the corpse. See, this is why we need to video these podcasts. So people can just see you trying desperately not to start screaming at me. I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe people believe these things. Now, the most often mentioned clues for the White Album both involve the act of backmasking. The problem is, is that there's too many. Too many clues? Yeah. Why? It's too many clues. Because at this point, like, it's more... Okay, if you find a buried treasure and everyone else doesn't find that buried treasure... 
That means you had... Okay, let me try again. Real conspiracies don't have this many clues. Real ones don't have this many clues. Ones that fail even have less than this. And these clues are all the same amount of convincing, which is not very. (laughs) It's not very convincing. So somebody specifically had to come up with, okay, well, if that doesn't convince you, what about this? And also this, and this, and also this, and this, and also this, and this. Imagine if somebody was trying to get you to date them. And they were like, hey, I'm nice and cool. Do you want to date me? And you were like, no, that's not enough things. And they were like, well, I'm also... Um, a sword fighter and I drive race cars and also my mom is Jesus and my dad is, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And you're like, what? That, what? None of that is connected or makes sense. And also Leonardo DiCaprio can't be your mom. And you're like, no, that doesn't make, that doesn't matter. It's fine. (laughs) Cause all of those things are true. It's just like, you have to take even the clues on faith. Like, you have to be willing to interpret in the exact same way that the person who invented the clue interpreted. Right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, with a real clue, you don't. You don't have to do that. That's why detectiveness works. Is because if it's a real clue, it will point you in the same direction no matter what. You can get false leads because they're false. And they'll lead you in whatever direction you want to go in. That's this. <laughs> All right. So got one more thing with the White Album. One day we've already you'll tell me one and I'll be like, okay. All right. We um, That makes sense. We've already discussed the Turn Me On Deadman. Um, 35 Redman. Yeah, 35 Redman or Turn Me On Desmond. Now, another one comes at the end of the song, I'm So Tired, which I know you feel that way right now. Always. At the end of that song, John Lennon is heard mumbling something indecipherable. It kind of sounds like... That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. I would play it, but I can't. Um, When played backwards... Oh, boy. It says, Paul is a dead man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. Um, Also, in Revolution 9... uh, We've already discussed the term... Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Supposedly, some theorists go on to say that if the whole song is played backwards, you actually hear a car accident, including fire and a man screaming, get me out, get me out. Yeah. I don't think that's how I don't think that's how sound waves work, you (laughs) fucking idiots. So now we get to the album that started. You guys realize that if you were specifically to put. okay, If you put. A detailed sound like a car crash, fire, and a man screaming for help into a waveform and then reverse it and try to put literally anything else on top of it, it would not sound like music. Oh, no, no, no. Revolution 9 is not music. It wouldn't sound like, it wouldn't sound like relevant information. It would sound like a cacophony of nonsense. That's what Revolution 9 was forwards. It was literally what was called a sound collage. It, I mean, I want to listen to this song. Okay. I'm going to look it up. That is a sound collage, yes. Mm -hmm. But all of those sounds individually are being played forwards and are recognizable everyday sounds. So if they were going to put a car crash in there, they would have done it forward ways. Right. Right? When you play it backwards, it's going to sound even less like something coherent 
and it w- you wouldn't be able to distinguish words from it is what i'm saying yeah it's, unless because there were at the beginning there were backwards music being played yeah that was backwards music clearly right. But if they recorded the auto crash and then played that backwards, then when you played it backwards, it would come forwards. See what I'm saying? I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying. I'm just that saying that you can't make a violent car crash with fire and stuff sound like an everyday city street, which is what that sounded like. Right. But I mean, but that wasn't, that also wasn't the, the part. I don't know exactly where it is. I never I listened think, to the song I hate. You know, it's a stupid song and it's a stupid Everything about this <laughs> is dumb. All right. So now we get to the album that started it all. This we're, we're now at Abbey Road, the last album, and then we'll get to the answers. He's barefoot. He has a cigarette. There's a guy staring at him. Is that all of them? No. Damn well, it. part of it. So everybody knows the cover of Abbey Road. It's probably next to Sgt. Pepper. It is the most po- famous Beatles album I would ever. say that Abbey Road is more famous than Sgt. Pepper. Yeah, true. Because most people, if they ever, you see many people who... Yeah, everybody. I know teenagers who know Abbey Road still, you know. So it features them walking across the street and immediately clues pop out. Oh, boy. Okay. John leads the group. He is dressed in white with long hair and a beard. Is he Jesus? He is Jesus. Fuck off. Ringo is next dressed in a suit representing the Undertaker. Oh, boy. Paul is barefoot dressed in a suit. Like a corpse would be. And George brings up the rear dressed in all denim, representing the gravedigger. Paul is out of step with the other members. The others are leading with their left foot. Paul leads with his right. Paul is holding a cigarette in his right hand, which is an anomaly given that Paul was left-handed. I know. There is a VW Beetle behind the group with a license plate that reads 28 if symbolizing that paul would have been 28 years old i just i I need a wall <laughs> to bang my fucking head against it <laughs> would have been 28 years old if he had lived fuck them now if you flip it over and look at the back cover i almost don't want to <laughs> you see a young woman walking by a wall marked with the abbey Row street sign uh, it was also scrutinized for Paula's dead clues, and the image on the back cover has given rise to some of the strangest clues. Now, embedded in the concrete are a set of tiles spelling out Beatles. The S at the end of Beatles has a crack running through it. Okay. Now, in his book, The Walrus Was Paul, R. Gary Patterson suggests that there is this is an allusion to literary, literary supernatural characters who assume any shaped, shapes desired. This shape appeared perfect at first glance, but upon closer examination, a slight deformity was evident. He cited the character Geraldine from Christabel by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and La Mia by John Keats, easily the most literary and far-fetched of the Paula's Dead clues. Now, to the left of the tiles... What? <laughs> he's basically saying a ghost made the S. Why? Oh. That the Beatles summoned a ghost to... It symbolizes that there is a crack in the group. There's a fracture. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) We're almost there, and you can vent 
as much yeah. as you want. We are almost to the answers. <laughs> We're almost there. Oh, I heard myself make that sound, everyone. I just <laughs> want you to know. Now, um, to the left of the tile spelling out. For no reason, though. <laughs> there are eight. There's a crack in this tile. A ghost must have done it. <laughs> now, to the left of the, the tiles that spell beetles, you see eight dots. Now, according to the legends, if you trace the dots, it spelled, when they're connected, they form the number three. <laughs> Again, the back cover actually reads three beetles. If you connect them in the exact way that would make a three from that, then yeah. But there's, um, I could do a triangle or a square or any number of things with eight nodes and many vertices. Now, um, in 1970, a man named Joel Glazier visited the wall where this photo was taken and he counted 13 dots. His conclusion was that the Beatles had intentionally cropped the picture to reveal the number of remaining beetles. Also, he noted that to the right of the tiles is a very odd shadow that looks like a skull. No. Yeah, it does. Eyes, mouth, skull. No. Now, musically, I'm going to fight with you on this one. Musically, there really aren't any clues on Abbey Road, though some have tried to find them. For instance, they say that the line and come together that says, here come old flat top. Was Grooving up slowly. <laughs> that was alluding to Paul's decapitation. Oh my God! And that the line he you guys, it's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> They're like they loved their friends so much, but the record execs forced them to do a thing, and so they lovingly put our clues out. But then they called him things like flat top and said Paul is dead. Ha ha. What? <laughs> Get your story straight. Uh, it also said that the, the line, he wear no shoe shine, refers to Paul not wearing shoes on the cover. But by and large, the songs on Abbey Road. Were I just, would believe it if they were like, ah, Paul, you are got a flat fucking head. <laughs> so and You don't wear shoes, you dumbass. And they were like, we're going to put lyrics in this stupid song about you. But by and large, the songs on Abbey Road were just that. Songs. Octopus Garden doesn't count. So now we get to the truth. Yeah, come on, fly. Oh, just, it's in my head now. I'm going to have to listen to it on the way home. So, Ruben. That's my name. In your expert opinion. Expert. Mm. Did Paul McCartney die in a car accident on November 9th, 1966? No. Okay. <laughs> Almost every single clue I've given you, I know you're going to be shocked, can and has been debunked. <gasps> For instance, subsequent pictures from the photo shoot of Sergeant Pepper show that the position that the four members are standing in was just one of many different possible poses. What? Including the instruments the members were holding. No way. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> the same goes for the back cover where Paul's back is turned. <gasps> the OPD badge featured on the inner sleeve was actually an Ontario Provincial Police badge. I knew it. OPP. I was like, what is that? That's not a D. And also, what is that flag then? Why is it shaped <laughs> like a shield? <laughs> Um, it actually said OPP. So Paul was always down with OPP. You down with OPP? Yeah, you, yeah, know, you know me. me. Uh, the line in the day in a life about blowing his mind out in a car was actually referencing the death of Tara Brown. Ah. The 21-year-old heir to the Guinness fortune who had crashed his car on December 6th, 18th, 1966. Mm. Brown was a friend of Lennon and McCartney, and the drumhead reading 11-9, he die only works with the Americanized system of writing dates. Boom. Thank you. That also. In England, the day is written first. So English was actually, so 
the English way actually read September 11th, he died. Yeah. Which is a whole other conspiracy. That would be like they predicted 9-11 or some shit. Most everything else can be chalked up to coincidence. Now, the magical mystery tour clues were just as easy to debunk. The I buried Paul vocal at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever when heard through a different mix quite clearly can be heard as cranberry sauce. I fucking knew it. I knew it had something to do with the strawberries. (laughs) I was like, it can't be. He died. No. So why did John Lennon say cranberry sauce? Well... It's because he was John Lennon, and he was prone to saying off-the-wall things for no reason. Yeah, no no fucking way. <laughs> the Cuckoo-cuckoo, I am the walrus, he is the Eggman. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. No way. The lyrics to I am the walrus was actually a combination of John's love for Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll and his desire to write a song so full of gibberish because he was tired of Beatles fans trying to find meaning in everything they said. That is something I actually knew. I knew that. I knew that that song was ridiculous on purpose. I just didn't know why. And in fact, when he wrote the song, he was writing it with uh, um, the Beatles biographer Hunter Davies. He was was in the room. Mm. When he finished writing the song, he threw the pen down and said, let the fuckers figure that out. I love it. So there was no hidden meaning behind it. And the fade out featuring the snippets of King Lear was added in the final mixing to add to the noise by randomly dialing a radio tuner through the channels and recording whatever happened to be on. Ah, and there is just it just so happened to be a radio performance of Shakespeare's play. That's what's up. The mysterious phone number on the cover was even more ridiculous when you consider the fact that there are multiple versions of what the number actually is. The black carnation on, that Paul wears in Your Mother Should Know is slightly trickier to explain away. In an interview, Paul states that the only reason that he was wearing a black carnation was because they ran out of the red ones. But... Um, now, this was the Beatles, and they were filming a movie, so you would think that they would make sure that there was enough carnations for all four members Maybe of the band. Maybe he threw a shit fit and wanted a black carnation. Even more conspicuous is the fact that at one point, Paul is handed a bouquet of red flowers. The I Am the Walrus performance in the movie where Paul is not wearing shoes is, as, as we will come to discover, Paul doesn't like wearing shoes. No way. What? <laughs> the blood that covers the shoes is actually just a reflection from the red drum cover beside them. Almost all of the White Album clues are left to conjecture and speculation. The pics on the poster are innocuous and only become clues if you want them to become clues. Thank you. Which is easier to which is easier to believe that a picture of Paul with a mustache and glasses is Paul wearing a disguise, or an actual picture of a replacement used in a governmental cover-up to protect the teens of the world. Occam's razor. The whole idea of backmasking is power of suggestion. Yep. Most times, if you are not told what you're going to hear, it sounds like gibberish, as mm. we've proven. Yeah. Um, so the backmasking on I'm so tired on revolution or revolution nine is not concrete evidence. The gibberish that John speaks at the end of I'm so tired is actually John muttering the phrase Monsieur, Monsieur, how about another one? Again, why did he do that? Cause he was on one. <laughs> he was fucking turnt. <laughs> so that, give me another, give it another one, another one. So that brings us to Abbey Road. Yes. Sir. The cornerstone of the whole theory. After all, it was Labor's review that truly started the legend. But here's the amazing thing. Fred Labor admitted he made the whole thing up as a joke. No way. <laughs> he created what? He created every single one of the clues on Abbey Road. Oh man. Assuming that the article would he assumed that the article would be taken as satire and not be taken seriously. <sighs> he never thought it would become national headlines, which is exactly what happened and became so big that Life magazine trespassed on Paul McCartney's farm in Scotland to try to see for themselves if, tr- if it truly was fall. Wow. 
This caused Paul to become so angry that he threw a bucket of water at the reporters while cussing at them to get out, all of which was caught on camera. Good. After Paul had a chance to calm down, he realized that this could be a bad look for him and offered Life Magazine an exclusive interview to put the rumor to rest. It could be a bad look for him. (laughs) How? Because he got angry. At some people who were fucking trespassing on his property? Wow. (laughs) He offered a... um, an exclusive interview for Life Magazine in to put like when Kanye rest. beat the shit out of that paparazzi dude that he should have <laughs> like, <laughs> but he did that in exchange for the negatives. On November seventh, Paul appeared on the cover of Life Magazine with his wife and children. But on the inside of that cover, uh, interview <laughs> inside the cover of the Life Magazine um, was in, with the interview. Oh, hold on, sorry, yeah. Bro, it doesn't matter what he wears or who he's with. They're always going to be like, but look, this is a clue that he's actually dead. If he showed up naked on a field of just pure white nothingness and was like, I am still alive. Here, look, no clues. They would be like, he's naked on a field of white. It must mean he has ascended into the higher plane of heaven. Like, excuse me? Um, so yeah, he appeared on the cover. Inside was an interview with him and the rumor about the rumor and what he thought of the whole thing. But the even this was not enough to dissuade believers because if you held the cover up to a light there was a car ad on the back side of the opposite page and it bled through and the car can be seen driving straight through paul's body god damn it (laughs) so is there any truth to any of this well there actually is on january 7th 1967 paul mccartney's mini cooper was involved in an accident being totaled However, the driver was not Paul. Rather, it was a friend of Paul's. Paul was in another car with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. The other piece of the story occurred in Liverpool on Sunday, December 26, 1965. That day, Paul was riding his moped around with Tara Brown, the same Tara Brown that inspired a day in a life, Mm -hmm. when his moped fell over and he chipped a tooth and split his lip open, leaving a scar and a permanent chipped tooth. Both would later come to be said to be proof of the plastic surgery done by Billy Shears, or on Billy Shears. Really? Yes. Damn, G. The Mini Cooper accident was what first started. I bet Paul, I bet Paul McCartney is fucked up now. <laughs> like, certainly. Like, I bet that I, if he's fine now, I bet it fucked him up for a while. Because, like, people believing that you're dead yeah. when you're standing right there. <laughs> like, imagine that. You're in, but, like, okay. You know how sometimes everybody will play a prank on you? You're like, all your cousins will be like, let's pretend we don't hear her or him or whoever. Yeah. And that sucks for a little while, but then they're like, they can't keep it up. Well, imagine if somebody really, truly believed that you were not who you said you were, no matter what. (laughs) No matter what. Like, I came from my mama, but don't nobody believe that. You know what I'm saying? That that has to fuck you up. That has to. So, uh, now the Mini Cooper accident. Your real name is Billy Shears. No, it's not. (laughs) The Mini Cooper accident is what first started the whispers that Paul was dead, leaving a writer to pen an article in the Beatles fanzine disputing the rumor. But this is the rumor that was being talked about that night in 1969, the rumor that led Fred DeBoers to pen his satirical article in lieu of a proper review of Abbey Road. And amazingly, with the advent of the Internet, there is still people out there that believe to this day that Paul McCartney is dead. If you just search Paul is dead, you will be bombarded by websites, each one screaming that they have proof that the Paul that has been making music for almost 60 years now is an imposter. So here's the thing is this can only last until Paul McCartney dies. Actually, no one will believe it. 
Right, because nobody. Well, first of all, when he no, I'm saying like when he really does die, like yeah. when Michael Jackson died, you're like, well, he he's he's actually dead now. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Prince, whoever, David Bowie died at least eight times before he really died, <laughs> and like you know, people like Mr. Rogers and Morgan Freeman, people like these guys who die before they're dead. Right. When but when Paul McCartney dies, it will, it won't be. It'll switch. It'll flip. It'll go from Paul is dead to Paul is actually still alive. <laughs> dead ass. I, I feel it in my bones. Some point to the fact that Paul is taller now than he was in 1966 or before 1966. That his eyes are a different color. The list goes on and shows no sign of slowing down. Now, I want to point out that to this day, the Beatles deny the rumor, the remaining Beatles. They also deny putting clues on their records. Now, financially, the rumors help the Beatles. It surely increased record sales of the Beatles' back catalog at a time when the Beatles had stopped making music and were putting nothing else out. So Capitol Records certainly would have had reason to not deny it, but the Beatles denied it from the beginning. And in the case of George and John, denied it to their dying day. Yeah. There could be a reason behind the denial, though. Oh, my God. No, no, this is, hear me out, a very dark reason that has remained in the memories of America since it happened. On August 9th, 1969, Charles Manson and his group of followers killed actor Sharon Tate along with four other people at Tate's home in Hollywood. The following night, they killed supermarket executive Lino LaBianca and his wife Rosemary. Both crimes were brutal and violent, with Sharon Tate being stabbed 16 times and Rosemary LaBianca being stabbed 41 times. I'm going to be honest, this is not where I expected this to go. (laughs) (laughs) At all, even a little. We had to get to that death in this Okay. But... um, Though postmortem examinations show that the majority of the stab wounds were inflicted after Rosemary had died. One of the messages left behind at the LaBianca murder was the words Helter Skelter, written in the victim's blood oh, on the refrigerator. Yeah, I should have fucking guessed about this. Helter Skelter is a reference to a Beatles song off the Beatles' White Album. Now, the song is a hard-rocking song that innocu- is innocuously about a carnival slide. But to Manson, it was a message. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. If... So, if you are... If you find yourself in the same camp of people deciphering codes in music of your favorite artists, um, if you find yourself in the camp of um, the Manson family, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. But um, Manson believed that it was a message. Helter Skelter was a prophetic vision of an upcoming race war. Yeah. Wow. That Manson believed would wipe out the white man except for him and his family. Yo, I remember this. Yeah. After yeah. which he would take over, um, would come out of hiding and take control and lead the black man. Honestly, it was racist, but in like a weirdly sh- shamanic way, he was yeah. like, the black people will, the race war will happen and white people will all die. And I will prove myself to be an ally by killing some white people. And thus I will lead the black man. It's like, first of all, wrong. <laughs> Three times wrong. <laughs> like. Manson used the Beatles' White Album as a reference tool, believing that the Beatles were reaching out to him in their music. Yeah. yeah. If you he, find yourself thinking like that, get help. He believed that the Beatles were the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh. And that they were giving him directions that only he could hear. Mm-hmm. Now, having all that come to light. He still believes that, guys. Oh, he's dead now. Is he? Yeah, he did, When did he die? It must have been recent. Yeah, it was like two or three years ago he died. Yeah. Yeah. He, st- he believed that until he died. Oh, yeah. He was crazy. He like the, mm-hmm. you you know, as a person with mental health issues, we don't like to use crazy about ourselves like 
you know, but like he was crazy. Yeah. He was legit unhinged. <laughs> like something fucked him up. All drugs fucked him up. Before yeah, the funny. drugs, dude, because I, I know people who have taken lots and lots of drugs and they never killed Sharon Tate. Now, having all of that come to light, if the Beatles did actually put hidden messages in their music as a joke, only to have a mentally insane person claim that they were giving him messages to kill and start a race war, is it any wonder that the Beatles would continue to deny, even to this day, that they planted clues? That makes sense. Yeah. That I could believe. That I could believe is like a group of teenagers did a joke. And then a crazy man killed some people because of their joke, and they realized suddenly that they could never admit to that joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and in fact, I actually read uh, Helter Skelter, the book, yeah. which was written by the prosecuting attorney, Vincent Leosi. Mm-hmm. John Lennon was actually on the witness list. Really? And he was going to, they were going to bring him in to say, no, we weren't talking to you, dude. We had we weren't giving you messages. Yeah. But Manson kind of screwed himself and they didn't need john lennon to show up it's like now we got this yeah yeah it's because he would say shit that would start out like you know kind of a little bit flowy and poetic like you have to listen to the trees and the earth because it'll tell you what it needs and it's dying now because of and then he would say some crazy shit yeah (laughs) so (laughs) look up any charles manson interview you can watch him literally have the episodes you can watch him have them Mm mm-hmm so while I do not believe that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced by a lookalike, I never did, although you assumed. I didn't think you believed it, but <laughs> man, you were saying the words, and so your face made me mad. <laughs> I am not quite convinced that the Beatles didn't plant clues as a joke in their music. That is also something that I could get down with. John Lennon was quite the jokester. Yeah. And I wouldn't put it past him to do it. And who knows? And he fully was like, I mean, step one was I am the walrus figure that shit out assholes and then after that cool down a little bit my reaction would be to go doubly hard in the other direction put as many messages in there as i can and just same thing figure that shit out assholes like (laughs) but if manson and his family had not committed those terrible crimes in 1969 who is to say that maybe this legend would have died just like paul 